Okay, it's like, my goodness, gold is everywhere. Everyone is talking about gold. And I just want to give you some reference. I'm recording now sometime early October and gold, gold, gold is like everywhere. Everyone is talking about it from the banks to the news. It's like suddenly gold is a thing, huh? Ayo. But yeah, so I do own a little bit of gold, but it's like a little bit, right? And I thought I should share with you that you know, there are some realities, you know, that you should know before putting your money in gold. It is not all glitter and gold. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back. So good morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, we'll be debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately, empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances as well. And today, we're going to spend some time to talk about some goal realities that you should know before investing or putting your money anywhere near this shiny, precious metal. So yes, by now you should know that uh, I'm very kiasu. <laughs> I always produce a lot in advance. So we always have a media backlog so that I don't need to feel like, oh, next week, what's content? You know, I don't want to be in a rush. So we're always producing in advance. And yeah, we're producing now in October. You should hear this somewhere in December. And uh, shout out to Ned. Yeah, he's the one that kind of got me to do an episode about gold, right? Because I think he works in a bank. I won't say which bank. And they're trying to push gold. And he was like, mm, yeah, you know. So then there are a lot of other people, a lot of other news sites that I'm seeing. Like, when is it Bloomberg? Oh, you know, CNN. You know, they're having all these analysts come on and talk about gold. Yeah, And my question is, is it too late? Is, is it is it like... You know, it's it's got all-time high and are you really going to buy it at this point in time? That is your call. That's for you to decide. I'm not here to give you any advice. But I do think that if you believe in the asset allocation strategy, which Dalio talks about a lot, then he believes in having some sort of goal to balance the portfolio, right? So that is if you believe in that strategy. But if you believe in other strategies, you know, that focuses on growth, focuses on value, then, you know, Nobody really talks about gold in this other camp. So what is important is you need to go back to understanding why are you investing? What is your central idea of investing? What is your theory, right? So if you're subscribing to the whole, you know, robo-advisor strategy or you're, you know, you're subscribing to the whole ETF strategy or you're subscribing to stock picking strategy, you know, asset allocation strategy. So depending on what you do and what you believe in, it affects how you see things, right? So I'm not going to give you like a buy call or sell call, right? What is important is if you choose to participate in gold or if you choose to entertain this idea of acquiring some gold in your portfolio, I think there are some realities that you need to know before investing. Yeah, before we go into the first, you know, reality that you should know, I think one thing that is very, very common, you know, in this whole like, 
content creation space at this point in time is talking about like how Warren Buffett bought gold. Right. The reality is Buffett bought gold mining company, Barrick Gold, not gold. Okay, it's very different, yeah? Warren has never buy gold. I say Warren much on my friend, right? But yes, Warren has never bought gold. Buffett has never bought gold and will probably never ever buy gold because it challenges his investment philosophy. And we'll talk about that um, later. But yes, if you think about it, he bought a gold mining company, right? And that company mines gold. In that sense, if you are buying a company that mines something that is selling at all-time high, then it's not too bad, right? That means your cost of production stays very much the same, but your end product that you're selling is higher, right? So I think uh, you got to clear that up and we got to clear that up specifically, which brings me to my very, very first point. I've Not all gold are the same. My goodness. Right, it's like people went on Twitter and went crazy, like Buffett bought gold, Buffett bought gold. It's like, yeah. but yes, not all gold are the same. Uh, generally, there are like your paper gold, your physical gold. That is a general classification. Of course, there are your gold mining companies, your gold ETFs, you know, and what have you not. Right, so there are a lot of finer classification that we will not go into all of them, but I think you need to recognize they're not the same. And the general um, assess to most of us as uh, retail investors will be owning the gold mining company or owning physical gold. That means you go to the bullion and you buy the gold or buying some sort of paper gold, whether is it through exchange like GLD, ticker GLD, that is a gold uh, ETF, a gold index, or you can you know, buy through the banks, uh, paper gold, right? So I'm going to talk a little bit about the different stuff. And the first thing is physical gold, right? So when you buy physical gold, you actually hold the real thing. So like very song, right? Like you buy the gold bar and then you down there, you know, just leave it there and it, it turns out to be a paper weight. But anyway, so whether it's bars, jewelry, coins, all those, those are physical gold. And they usually trade at a plus minus 3 to 5% spot price. What does that mean? Spot price is a market agreeable price. So somewhere in London, there's this like London gold exchange and yeah, people just kind of trade gold and there is a certain price that they transact at, right? So the transaction price that you buy now, now, that means at this very moment, is called the spot price, right? So, uh, oil also has a spot price, commodities all have a spot price, and gold has a spot price also, right? And these days, uh, with the internet, you can just go to Google and search gold spot price. They will tell you what is the price today at this moment in time. So, when you buy physical gold, right, they tend to have a 3 to 5% difference from the spot price. That means if you buy there will be a 5% premium. Let's say we take 5%. There'll be a 5% premium on top of the spot price, which means that if the spot price is at $1,000 an ounce and you happily decide to go to Clarkey and go to the bullion and say that, hey, I want to buy gold, chances are you'll need to pay $1,050 per ounce, right? Sometimes the prices are not very um, up-to-date. So there may be some price delay, but generally it's within that, that scope. And then if you want to sell it, if the prices go up to 1100 right, you think you made 10%, but when you want to sell it, you probably fetch 1050 because there's a 5% deduction from the spot price, right? So understanding that there is a premium and a difference in the spot price will give you a better idea when you're buying gold because it means that if you buy the physical gold, the gold price needs to go up way above, you know, the, the original price that you bought or the original spot price to be able to then... 
yeah, make some sort of profit. Lah. But some people just like to hold the physical and yeah, you get it. That's how exchanges, uh, that's how bullions make money, right? You buy, they sell you at somewhere a little higher, they buy back as a little lower, you know, it's it's a, it's a simple business. Uh, but yeah, so you need to know that when you buy physical gold, yes, you hold the thing, but you pay a premium, you know, your your essentially your profits uh, are lesser. And the price is very weird one because sometimes the spot price have changed a lot but when you went you go to the bullion the prices may not have changed as much right because it's highly dependent on whether the bullion wants to buy back from you or the tang dian, ah, tang dian also they also want to buy back from you right so that is the difference okay and that is the uniqueness of physical uh, gold and if you so happen to buy paper gold paper gold usually transacts at a much smaller margin or in fact some of them transact on spot price right and I buy paper gold. Essentially, paper gold is like an ETF, you know, that you can buy, right? So I use GLD and uh, different people use different. You don't need to follow me. So when I buy that, I'm actually only getting the exposure, the very high chance um, within the paper space, you know, you either get options or you get like uh, a co-sharing kind of thing, a different kind of arrangement. It's unique, okay? It can be exchange trader. It can be a private transaction with the banks. It depends on what is the arrangement so it's very different but the thing about paper gold is you don't actually own the physical gold and there may be a chance that you know whatever you buy don't actually have that amount of gold but that is uh, contentious and a different topic but what you need to understand is that when you buy paper gold you don't own the physical thing and the transaction is a lot faster because there is an exchange to facilitate that and of course the spread is lower so let's say gold price go up by 5% chances are you will make by 4% or something right so it's more elastic, lah, more liquid, and I do like that. Of course, if you choose to follow Buffett and buy gold trading company, then you gotta go through the whole process of analyzing mining companies, understanding what's their inputs and what is their output, and you know, understand the whole business. And I'm not a big fan of mining companies, I don't invest in them, so I cannot give you much insights. But what you need to understand is that not all gold are the same. Depending on what gold you buy, you need to spend time to go and learn. But the fundamentals of investing are the same, right? In terms of like low fees, you know, a reliable partner, reliable product, and, you know, historical returns does not tell you the future returns. All those uh, basics that we always talk about, they hold. You just need to know that not all gold are the same. And point number two is that gold actually does not have real value creation, Okay, and this is what Buffett said. I also believe in that, right? So we'll talk about that afterward from our sponsor. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, welcome back. One of the main reasons Buffett doesn't buy gold. I'll try to call him Warren. But okay, anyway, Buffett doesn't buy gold because he feels that. Okay, not he feels that, okay? Because he believes that gold doesn't generate any value, which I can agree. I understand. Because when you buy the gold, the gold just sit there, lah. Told me. Not doing anything, right? But when you buy, let's say you buy property, you can lease it out, it gets rental, you, you have cash flow. 
there is some sort of value generated. You own equity, right? The companies, they do business, right? They do business, they can generate profits, they generate dividend, they have some sort of value creation. Something's being created in that process. Or even if you buy bonds, right? At the end of the bond term, you get the kind of interest that was agreed upon. So all of these other tools are creating something in the process of weight. You know, in the process of time, they are creating something. So there is value creation in all all these common retail tools that, you know, you and I, we all can get. But gold is that thing that, you know, you don't know how the thing is priced and you don't know what it's doing. You just buy it because, you know, uh, everybody say buy it. Then you you own it at a certain price and you're just sitting there and wait and you don't know what is, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. It's not going to be like, going to create much like in essence. It's not part of a supply chain. You know, it's not like silver, copper, you know, plutonium, uranium, all those things, they have a certain kind of value creation in terms that they can become something else, right? Gold can lah, right? become jewelry lah, but limited, limited uh, value creation, even jewelry, it's, you know, other than appreciation value, like visual appreciation, shook, you know, woo the girl kind of value. I don't know what other value it really creates lah, right? So the general consensus is gold has no value creation. And in that sense, when gold has no value creation, um, it really questions on why you're holding it, lah, right? So this is something that you really need to understand and really need to accept, right? Which is why Buffett doesn't own it. But of course, different investors have different Dalio owns gold, right? A quarter of his portfolio is in gold. Or so he says, uh, if you go and study a breakdown, being, it fluctuates, right? But either way, depending on what you own or depending on what you... What is your investment strategy? It changes, right? So I personally believe in this, that gold has no real value. So that's up to you to cop. Which brings me to point number three, okay? Knowing that gold has no value, right? The very chance that you are buying gold, okay? Point number three, the very chance that you are buying gold, you are actually buying to a story. You are very likely buying to a narrative, okay? Let me explain. I'm sure if you've thought of buying gold, you have already heard a lot of stories. And generally, there are a few you know, base narrative out there. One is that gold is a traditional storage of trust, right? Or because everybody owns gold because in the past it was used as a currency. So there's some sort of trust involved that during tough times, during messy times, complicated times, everybody will flock to gold, which looks like it is quite true in terms of recent price movements. Um, but the idea is you are actually not buying that gold for the gold. You're buying to the idea that, you know, the world is going crazy. So buy gold because gold is the central idea of safety and trust. And in any case, if a monetary system collapse, you can go to gold. All right. So you're actually buying into that story and gold is but a tool to help you buy into that story. Right. So that is one of the main narrative. Of course, in today's current market, uh, different, different kind of narratives like uh, inflation, right? Everybody's talking about like, oh, the Fed is printing a lot of money, MS is printing a lot of money. Everybody prints so much money, then is it going to cause inflation? Uh, that is a big question in itself. We can talk about it another time because inflation has different uh, texture also, you know, and different, different... Uh, it's actually currency printing is not as simple, you know. Um, we can talk about it another time, okay? But understanding that when a lot of people look at 
you know, central banks printing a lot of money, they are concerned that it will directly cause inflation down the road. So whenever they are concerned about inflation rates and, uh, and the devaluation of money, that means the because more and more money out there, uh, then the money worth less and less. Huh? So then people will consider the idea of buying gold because they believe that gold has value preservation, right? So they believe that, you know, gold price will keep coming along, you know, because money becomes less and less valuable and then somehow everybody will shift money to gold, okay? So, I don't know. I really don't get it. Uh, but yeah, these are the general narrative out there, right? And you need to recognize that very high chance if you buy into gold, you are subscribing to this narrative. And I am subscribing to one of the narrative. And the narrative that I'm subscribing to is that the world is going to go into a mess. Not as in the world will collapse, okay? Humans are amazing. We will find a way out. But because it's going through a messy time, there is a lot of uncertainty out there. People don't trust the monetary system. And there may be a transition in power in terms of, you know, from the US to China. Oh, I don't know. It depends. Okay, it's very complex. That's why I feel that I will allocate a little bit of my portfolio to go. Right? It's not because I'm certain that this thing will happen, but I'm just going on the idea of probability, right? Because every situation is probable. Much like how the pandemic became a thing, a lot of people didn't expect it to happen, but it happened, ma! Right? So every situation is probable. And in this case, when I buy gold, I'm just trying to like hedge my probability, right? Which is why a lot of people talk about hedging when they're buying gold, when they talk about like gold being an inverse to the stock market and all those kind of things all uh, are buying into a narrative. They're all buying into a story there is no real value in gold. Right? There is like the gold doesn't generate shit laugh or like a better way to put it and everyone is buying into a story. So if you so happen to buy gold you need to be very clear what is the story you are buying into and that is my view. Right? Uh, feel free to share your thoughts come over to our community telegram group to share your insights about gold if you so happen are very passionate about gold investing. So I'm going to sum up today about the three gold realities that you need to know before investing. Number one is not all gold are the same. Okay, Truth be told, um, their paper gold physical gold, you know, and even Buffett buying gold company, gold mining company, he is not directly buying into gold. So there are all sorts of different things and you need to be very clear about why you're buying into the different tools that you buy, right? So look at the nuances, understand the investment basics. Any question, feel free to come to the community telegram group, show us the product, we can talk about it. Number two is that Gold does not have real value creation, unlike property that you can rent out or equity, owning a business that has you know value generation in terms of making profits and doing some sort of business. Gold itself is really just sitting there and um, objectively, they don't create much value. Lah. And number three is that when you buy gold, the chances are you are really buying into a story. So you need to understand what story are you buying into? Is it the whole hedging story that it goes inverse with the stock market? Is it the whole like the world is going messy and you know um, something is going to happen? You don't know what is going to happen, but because it's going messy so you want to find a safe haven to go into or is it like the whole like Fed is printing a lot of money and then inflation is going to push things up and gold will have the value preservation right so either way whatever you believe in it's all story right so you need to know what story you're buying into what you believe in and yeah, allocate accordingly, okay? Please don't go and buy everything in gold, yeah? So I hope you learned something useful today. See ya!
Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. I hope you would share what you gain with people you love and I want to hear from you. Give me some questions and help me along with building a community of financially savvy coconuts. I hope together we can fulfill our curious minds and our desire for clarity. Join our community telegram group, reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, sign up for our weekly newsletter. Everything is in the description below. If you enjoy the podcast and if you want to keep us growing and stay independent, do buy us Kopi at kopi.com. With that, have a great day ahead, stay tuned next week and always remember, personal finance can be chill, clear and sustainable for all. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Test, test. Okay, I hope you had fun. Learn something about gold. Yeah, I I don't think everybody needs to invest in gold, honestly. Um, but yeah, it depends on your investment palette. And if so, you decide that you want to put some money in gold, then understand what you're investing in. Okay, there are too many products. I cannot cover everything at once. But if you have some interesting product that you're exploring, come over. Just drop the product link and we can talk about it, okay? So next week, we're going to spend some time to talk about insurance, right? Another a very touchy topic. Uh, not everybody loves it. And in fact, I know people that really hate the idea of talking about insurance. I'm not a pro, but I have some observations, you know, about how people look at insurance, how people buy insurance, and how people perceive insurance. Some of the insurance beliefs that really bothers me, right? So uh, we're going to talk about some of those, right? It's not always about the agent. Right, a lot of times we have our own embedded beliefs, and uh, for like a better way to put it, some irresponsible people just pry on those beliefs, right? So, you know, I'm gonna talk about that, and I hope you learn something, right? We're gonna talk about the different beliefs about insurance that a lot of people have, right? That I think uh, a bit weird, lah, right? So next week we're gonna talk about that, and I hope it helps you. See ya next week. Bye.